Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Fundamism Podcast. I'm your host, Paul J. Long, and I'm excited about today because this is one of the first interviews that we've done in months. So if you've been uh, riding with us in the Fundamism Podcast, you know that for the last several months, we've been doing a lot of solo casts, reflections, me uh, chomping at your ear, hitting you with that good, good. And today we actually have a phenomenal guest. Before I introduce him, I'd like to shout out to our sponsor, Charlie Hustle. Charlie Hustle's uh, got some amazing gear. If you go to charliehustle.com, you're going to learn all about them. In addition, if you want to go to fundamism.com and swoop up your very own What's Good Fundamism and Charlie Hustle collabo shirt, I actually got one for my guest today. Hey-oh. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, you could swoop it up again, fundamism.com. So, I'm chilling at Charlie Hustle, where I office out of from time to time, in addition to this amazing spot where we're at right now, the shop on 6th Street with my buddy uh, Larry Perez. You guys have heard him on the podcast many times. He's actually shooting some pretty quality photos right now as we speak. Um, I'm chilling in Charlie Hustle the other day, and uh, this gentleman comes in. And, he, and he's got a little pep in his step. He's, he's I, man, he's got the he's got the hair flip and the vibe, and just a, a, a awesome smile. You've often heard me say there's people in this world that when they come into the room, the room brightens up a little bit. I felt this energy from this guy. I start learning more of his story uh, through an inquisitive line of questioning, and I'm enamored. And so here we are, culminating in uh, our first podcast guest in multiple months, Mr. Jake. Triplet, what's good, brother? How are you, dude? Thanks for having me on. I'm so glad I chose to like style my hair that way <laughs> that day. It sounds like that was pretty impactful for you. So. It was. It yeah. was. Matter of fact, I've never seen your hair different. Like, have you ever had a different hairstyle? That's the thing is there'll, there'll be some days where I don't look in the mirror. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I look like. I, I put so little effort into like my hair. If you have any tips, I'm not even like trying to be funny. Like, I don't know what I'm doing with my hair. I get it cut at Great Clips. It's like $90. That is not true. You do not get your hair cut at Great Clips. <laughs> okay, well, if I knew you were going to roast me about it, I wouldn't have said anything. I'm trying to show you how little I know about what I look like. Um, so I got this mean uh, Eddie Monster, like, what is this called? Widow's Peak. Wi a Widow's Peak. That's exactly right. Thank you. And so as such, uh, I have to put stuff in my hair. I feel like you got this natural hair. What part of it is your age? How old are you, if you don't mind me asking? 28. Yeah, 28. Get to be 38 like me and see if you still got that amazing hairline, my friend. Okay, we'll keep in touch. <laughs> Mainly about hair. We'll keep in touch. First question, what a long intro that I just delivered. Was that a super long intro? Not for me. Okay, good. Are you comfortable? Yeah, it was awesome. You, you talked about me for like half of it, so I think that's why I liked it so much. <laughs> Dude, you're killing this podcast. Oh, right thanks, now. man. <laughs> What do you do for fun? First question that we ask everybody. So fundamentalism is all about the fundamentals of a fun and optimistic lifestyle. And I was recently talking to Larry. We've had some amazing guests on the show. And somewhere along the lines, I've kind of lost my way because it got to be um, really interviewing big personalities and big people rather than everybody doing awesome stuff that is gravitating towards the things that give them strength. So I want to get back to that, like really just featuring people that are doing cool stuff like yourself. What are some of the things that you do for fun that you would identify as cool? Sure. Uh, I recently started playing pickleball. Uh, yes. Huge pickle boy. Uh, I'm in is a that league. A, thing? I'm, a pickle boy? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out the right like <laughs> verbiage I want for this pickle man, but then it gets confused for the restaurant. True. Pickle boy sounds you know, maybe inappropriate. A little so, bit. Yeah, I realized that when I said it out loud. <laughs> uh, whatever. I have an affinity for the game of pickleball recently. <laughs> 
Uh, so that's something I'm into. <laughs> I also like talking to people. There's a reason we're here right now. Yes. Tomorrow I'm speaking at a career fair at a high school for free. Just, you know, it's fun to do that. Really? I like talking to, yeah, students or just people in general. Anyone who will li- like is willing to listen to me, I'll probably talk to them. <laughs> so. so that is how we connected. Um, coincidentally... I'm speaking at a high school tomorrow. Where are you oh, speaking at? This is going to be awesome if we show up at the same school in Topeka. No. Oh, that was but Larry's awesome. from Topeka. All right, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking at uh, my alma mater, Osawatomie High School. Oh, I got lost in Osawatomie one time. What were you doing down there? Well, well, we weren't trying to be there. We got, <laughs> we got lost there. But it was like two in the morning and we thought it was so funny. We'd never heard the name of that town before. We're yes. Like, oh, Sawatomi. It sounds like a sentence. True. Oh, so what? <laughs> to me? And yeah, that was really funny at 2 a.m. Uh, so yeah, I have like decently fond memories of Osawatomi. Do you know where uh, the word Osawatomi hails from? I believe it's a Civil War term for an old wooden ship. That's very, very close. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And a whale's vagina as well. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, that was a solid reference by you, oh, my thank friend. thank you. Speaking of which, bonus points for as many movie lines as you can get into this seamlessly, oh, okay? Thank okay? You. Um, and uh, extra bonus points for me if I pick up on them. Okay, great. We're not keeping track of the score. Yeah, yeah. It's where everything's made up and the points don't matter. True, but I win every time. So what, where does Osawatomie come from? Osawatomie, great question. <laughs> Osawatomie hails from two Indian tribes that set up shop in the same place, the Osage tribe oh. and the Potawatomi tribe, uh, thus merging and becoming Osawatomi. Wow. Yes. Thank you. Also, this uh, is the Native American podcast. Guys, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Holla. <laughs> um, speaking of which, if the Chiefs could please change their chant, that would be amazingly awesome for, for the us. Osawatomites. Yeah, for yeah, sure. It's a little offensive. You know, it's also home of the state hospital where all the crazies hang out. So, oh, now you know what you're getting yourself into. So maybe you're not speaking at a high school. You're speaking at the psych ward tomorrow, and they could, told you it was a high school. Could be. Could be. <laughs> yeah. So pickleball. Uh, <laughs> dude, I love pickleball. Do you? Yeah. Like, I'm diehard. Yeah, it's fun. Um, we actually did a celebrity pickleball tournament a couple months ago to benefit Noah's Bandage Project oh, and Pediatric cool. Cancer Research. Um, well, before I, my, next year, I'll try to get more famous yeah, and try to get no, an no, 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 no. You don't have to be because that's oh, okay. the cool thing. So the celebrities were... Uh, sports players or Kansas City figures. And then the teams were actually everyday Joes like myself and other business members. Perfect. So ultimately what happened was the celebrities were co-captains with pediatric cancer warriors. So it was really cool. You had Alex Gordon teamed up with this amazing little six-year-old girl who was fighting cancer. That's awesome. Uh, and they co-captained this team of everyday Joes or uh, Jones. Yeah, Jane's. <laughs> J- oh, who knows, dude? Whatever you're into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool. So, how'd you get into pickleball? Uh, <laughs> I did not think we were going to be talking about pickleball today on the podcast. <laughs> That's the I, thing about fundamentalism; you never know where it's going. I think just one of my friends invited me to play like a couple months ago, and I was like, "Oh, I remember that unit in fifth grade PE." I didn't know I could still like do that and played it, and I was like, "This is the perfect combination of like uh, big ping pong, but not as hard as tennis," and you know. You get, you get a little sweaty, but not too sweaty. It's just right in the sweet spot of a lot of things. Sure. You could be an 80-year-old man and dominate, or you could be a 22-year-old female and carry your own weight as well. Like It does not matter age, athleticism. So long as you got the uh, right approach down, you could dominate. Yeah. I think if you got some coordination, some quick hands, 
That's all it takes. That's all it takes. Yeah. Speaking of all it takes, you mentioned that you uh, garner strength from relationships. And so- <laughs> Did I mention that? <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Uh, specifically, meeting people and talking is what you said. Uh, um, I'm a listener, an avid listener of people and things. So I'm sitting in Charlie Hustle. You walk in and we start talking because you were a videographer at the time and looking to potentially join a collective of other videographers mm-hmm. or even share best practices or connect yeah. with like-minded individuals, whatever it may be. And so we start talking and I learned that you have quite the incredible story. Um, specifically, you uh, had your own YouTube channel and still do. Uh, but back in the day, you had one with another individual, and it was uh, pretty significant, right? Uh, decently, yeah. There was a guy, uh, Josh Horton, that we were we were tubing together for about a year, and it grew up to like when I left the channel, it was like 170,000 subscribers, and Josh just continued with it, and it's now over like half a million. So That's crazy, pretty substantial. Uh, NBD 170,000 youtube followers yeah it's kind of wild did you get like a cool plaque or anything for a hundred thousand yeah we got like the silver button i think is what it's called yeah i opened it in the package in front of like a like uh we invited a bunch of subscribers it just slipped right out of there and fell on the ground and so that was not great it didn't break though it didn't break but it was a little nerve-wracking Ask me how I know about the plaque that you got. Hey, Paul J. Long, how do you know about the plaque that I got? Well, so the reason why I was really excited about having you on the podcast is um, we have a six and a three-year-old, respectively, uh, little Brennan Royal, which mm. is named after Will Ferrell's character in Step Brothers in the 2014 World Series run, <laughs> and Adeline Grace. <laughs> and they're super into YouTube right now. If you're listening and you have kids and you haven't gotten into YouTube yet, uh, just wait and strap <laughs> in. Um, because ultimately what you'll find is it's the hottest thing out right now. So we watch, we dabble on the tube, as the kids call it. Oh, sure, sure. With a little Steven Sharer and Liz <laughs> Sharer and uh, Carter Sharer. And uh, you know Carter be snacking, dog. <laughs> Carter snacks all the time. Um, but in addition, we watch a little Chad and V. Uh, Chad is super into karate uh, and delivering the goods in that regard. They're always got, they got like all of these ninja weapons like size and swords and uh, pencil knives that my kids are super into, which is Look comforting. Yeah. I'm watching watching a little Chad and V one day, they go to the tramp park, um, which side note, if you're listening and you don't know what a tramp park is, that's what we call it in the streets or the streets. It's a trampoline park. I was going to say, it might've had its definition changed over the years. Yeah. The no. tramp park in the eighties, yeah, not what it is now. <laughs> True. <laughs> Way different. I think those still exist. <laughs> um, Larry frequents them actually. Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, who comes upon my TV screen at this tramp park, but the, the Jake triplet. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and referencing you is Chad and V as a YouTube star. And so I thought, oh my gosh, like that's, I was, that's hair flip Charlie Hustle guy. That is hair flip <laughs> Charlie Hustle guy. I was talking to a legend <laughs> of the tube. No, 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 not quite legendary status. It was just, that was a, a growth strategy we used on YouTube. It's just like making connections and networking with people who had similar audiences and trying to pitch them some sort of idea to mutually add value to both of our channels. So we would collab with people like that pretty frequently when we could. And so Chad and V were some of the people we collab with. So this topic is very intriguing to me because okay. uh, as you know, everybody right now is trying to grow their business via yeah. social media. And you have the influencers um, 
who at times are the individuals that present themselves to be somebody completely different online than they are in person. And that's one of the reasons why I really admired you, Jake, and, and continue to is because when I met you and I learned your background, and then there's more to the story that we'll continue on with here in a second, I couldn't believe how down to earth and awesome you were. Um, and that's not always the case when you meet people that are potentially online personalities as well. How did you get into the social media space and decide that YouTube was something that was a viable business option for you and your buddy? Well, I appreciate all the kind words. Thanks for thinking I'm awesome. Dude, just stick with me. I got more. I think you're awesome. <laughs> uh, so I got into it very much on accident. I, I mean, the quick story is I bought a camera uh, when I was 23 years old on Black Friday, completely impulsively. I was just like, typically my sister and I would always go Black Friday shopping just to watch the soccer moms fight over stuff. We never had like a shopping list. And it was at Target. And much like, you know, what always happens when you're at Target, you end up with stuff you didn't even come there for. And so it's like, oh, there's a camera bundle. Like, it's probably on sale. I have no idea what the going rate for a Canon T5 is, but it's probably on sale. And so I just bought it. And then I was like, the next day I had my like, oh, crap. Why did I, I don't even know how to work a camera. I don't even know what this can do. And so I just forced myself to use it because I was too stubborn to want to take it back. And so I was like, you know, this December, I'm going to make a video every single day. So I feel like I didn't loot, like waste my money. And that December is when I fell in love with making videos for the first time because I didn't study. This is after college. And which is making them completely for fun for like two and a half years, probably. And then Josh kind of headhunted me. He had just kind of started his YouTube channel. It was like, hey, I saw your stuff on Facebook, you know, that I was just making for my friends. I'm trying to grow my YouTube. Would you want to hop in? on my channel and go from there. So you didn't I was, know each other. Didn't know each other. I was not seeking careers in YouTube or social media at all. So sure. very much happened accidentally, but from the root of, you know, I think just making content that I was really fond of and really proud of. Which was what? So you started, you were doing a video every single day. What did those pertain to? What was the content like? I mean, all over the place. Like if I were to go back and look at them, I would be so embarrassed and they would be so <laughs> cringy, I'm sure. Because it was just, it wasn't even like I was trying to grow a channel or anything. It was just for my personal Facebook, you know, sure. page or whatever, yes. or just for my friends. So I was working in youth ministry at the time. So I'd make videos with like these high school boys and I would make videos for, uh, I mean, anything, just like whatever, just vlogs, I guess you could sure. call them. They were, they weren't like, they didn't revolve around a certain topic. Like, you know, today we're getting into the background of Osawatomi <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's heritage and it's naming, you know, it was, it was all over the place and it was like pretty low quality. <laughs> sure. Well, um, but you know what? It, it, so low quality, I appreciate obviously your humble nature, but the same token, what I think that that showcases, sometimes the, the quality isn't what moves you forward. It's just getting out and doing the damn thing, right? Just putting it out there. Just putting yeah, it out yeah. there. And um, obviously, some people aren't always uh, 100% comfortable with putting themselves out there. And also you have to be somewhat creative to come up with viable content that could resonate and connect with other people. And it seems like you were successful in doing so. I myself caught one of you doing uh, trick shots, uh, basketball trick shots yeah. with kids. So that was a pretty solid video. Have you always been a hooper? Yeah, I grew up playing basketball, baseball, football, and everything. But Josh and I's channel quickly became themed around that a little bit. It was very much athletic-based, you know, sporty spice sure. kind of channel. So we did a lot of trick shots on a sports challenges and stuff. And so that was kind of our brand. Were you uh, also a fan of Spice Girls then? <laughs> yeah, kind of the perfect crossover between the Spice Girls. You know, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Oh, it's basketball trick shots. We okay, got, got you. It. Yeah, yeah, uh, That was our tagline. So that was our tagline. Uh, and it took off. 
Yeah, people love the Spice Girls crossover. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get enough. Uh, speaking of Spice Girls, sure. Um, the fate of the free world depends on you smashing a karaoke song. What song are you going to sing? Oh, great question. I'm a terrible singer, but I know that, so I can take that into my performance because I don't want to sing a song that's going to take a lot of talent. So typically what I go for is like Smash Mouth, All-Star, because <laughs> yes. it's such a like chanty. You're basically just talking, <laughs> right? and everyone knows the words to it, so then they're all chanting too. Then, you know, next thing you know, you don't even, you're not hearing me at all, which is great. <laughs> right. You're just seeing me, and I am killing it on stage, but not with my voice, right. with my Presentation hips style. mainly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Hips are getting after it. <laughs> So, uh, so speaking of which, are you single then? <laughs> yeah, I am. It's crazy how that works <laughs> Hey, not out. for long with those hips, dude. <laughs> Wait, what about you? What's your go-to song? Oh, man. Great question. So. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you just picked up where I left off. Uh, so we actually, so I'm married. Uh, two Congrats. children, as Congrats, mentioned. Man. Thank you, sir. Married uh, Chickadee from Osawatomie, Kansas. Um, we met at the state hospital. So there's that. Um, we actually bought the karaoke option for our <laughs> like um, your wedding DJ, yes, for our wedding DJ, <laughs> but no one could do it but me. What's oh, oh, oh like that? Those are the rules. Yeah, those are the rules. <laughs> no one could karaoke but me, and I myself only karaokeed one song. Jake Triplett. If you do it good enough, that's all you need. Oh my gosh, I burn that mother lover down. <laughs> uh, that song was "Juicy" by Notorious B.I.G. Oh, nice. That is uh, pretty much my go-to. But man, I love music so much. I mean, on stage. Uh, yeah. I regularly sing Tina Turner, What's Love Got to Do With It. That's a good song. Yeah, yeah. We get into a little bit of uh, queen uh, exercises. Uh, <laughs> I could sing Mac Miller. I could rap Mac Miller. Oh, but sick. Basically, dude, I'm, I'm really into music in general. So if you said, hey, Paul, get up there and sing a song, and I pulled the lyrics up on my phone, I'd do it. Yeah. Which begs the question, you had mentioned, you're not a great singer, but you're a decent performer uh, <laughs> with your hips specifically. Sure. And you put yourself out there on this YouTube channel, a lot of video content. Is, is putting yourself out there something that you've always been able to do, like just innately and not worry about what people are thinking about? Or, or is that something that you've acquired over time? That is a good question. I would... Thank you. Yeah. I, yeah, it's a good question because I don't totally know my answer right now. I think, I'm sure over time, like anyone, your confidence does grow in yourself and what you're willing to put out there. But at the same time, I think most of the content that I put out from the get-go wasn't ever like a bit or like a character. It was always just like me kind of vlogging. And so that made it easier to put out there. So like, then again, at the same time, I guess if people don't like it, then it's like, well, they don't like you. Sure, (laughs) for sure. Uh, But I guess I never saw it that way, really. I was just like, you know, I wasn't too worried about them judging the content or saying bad things about it. It's like, well, they're already my friends. They already probably like me. And this is just like an extension of who I am already. So I assume they'll like it. Sure. So maybe it was some blind confidence in myself, but... So removing social media, then it sounds like that's kind of more of an approach that you just carry with you in life. Like you, you know who you are, uh, your authentic yeah. self, and people are going to like you or they're not going to like you, and, and you could ride or you could not. Yeah, I think as long as people get an honest estimation of who I am, I'm very okay with them not liking me. Sure. You know, it gets, it gets annoying for me if like, oh, they made a snap judgment, and uh, that's not who I am. And then I get like annoyed. I'm like, you don't even know me. But yeah, for the most part, I try to be pretty authentic with everything. Sure. Uh, Instagram stories, I'll like stutter over my words and screw up and I'll just post it. You know, I want people to see, this isn't like a polished version of Jake. This is just like kind of who I am, just talking to a camera. Well, what I find, one of my favorite traits in any individual is vulnerability. And so when I see the authentic version of anybody, 
Um, and I think that you can get a good read of of who people are. Oh, people are getting better and better at like seeing through BS oh, online. Oh, for sure, like, for sure. Because everybody's trying to do it. Yeah, everybody's got uh, an IG account or whatever it may be. And it's it's been interesting for me to watch the journey of, sure. of people closest to me, because I used to catch hell for really? uh, you know trying to grow a business. Uh, in speaking or whatever the hell it was at the time. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know if it was consulting or speaking or whatever it was. So I just believe that if I, if I showered people with good energy and I threw good energy out into the world, then ultimately it would come back. And as a result, I think that today, Jake, if you were to look at the content that you see on my Instagram or Facebook or whatever it may be, and then reverse course seven years ago, you would see the most consistent version of me, Uh, uh, you know, a Jack leg, uh, that's going to gravitate towards the things that gives them strength, that's going to do whatever it takes to make others laugh. Yeah. But I will tell you that there was a definitive shift in my mindset where I used to get upset and feel as though I failed if I didn't help people laugh, mm. realizing now uh, through experience that you never know what other people are going through. And so for me to believe that I failed in not making others laugh, not knowing what their expectation of me even was, uh, or what they're going through is very difficult. Yeah. So the shift for me mentally in terms of content development and potentially uh, really connection with audience members is when I realized that I wasn't doing it to make others laugh, I was doing it to make myself laugh and to have a good time. And a byproduct of making myself life, laugh and have a good time is other people wanted Hopefully. to yeah, That's right. Yeah, that's exactly too. right. So knowing that you and I kind of have that, that, that innately... Um, just the the fact that we don't necessarily care as much what people think of us or it's been a journey. Would you, have you ever given advice to somebody that struggles with what other people think of them? And if not, what potentially would you say to people that do? I think, I mean, so people and friends around me, acquaintances, whatever, you know, who know that I had a successful YouTube channel back in the day will pretty often hit me up for YouTube advice. And this is, kind of answering the question, you know, and what I always tell them is like, you cannot get, you know, beaten down or bogged down with the numbers at first. No one's YouTube channel is going to pop or even, you know, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, anything, any channel, any show you're trying to grow is not going to pop at first. So you cannot let yourself get beaten down by the numbers. You need to be asking yourself every time you press upload, every time you press record on your camera, like, am I proud of this? Am I excited for this? And so, cause I, I noticed that firsthand, like when I was proud of it and so pumped to press upload. I did not care if only people who had the same last name as me saw it, you know, cause I was like, this is awesome. This is as good of work as I can do. I'm so pumped that this is going out there for the internet to see forever. Uh, and, and your mom it, felt the same way. And she was so proud of me. <laughs> she sent me so many texts and said, Jake, I don't care. I don't care if it's terrible. You just keep doing it. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, I think it shifts your mindset a little sure. bit as far as like who you're doing it for and why you're doing it when you're proud of it it takes the pressure off and it takes the, the anxiety off of how it performs. And uh, it's just a lot more sustainable sure. when you're putting out content that way. Did you find that um, in your experience interacting with other YouTubers and being in that space that there was almost two different realities? Oh, yeah. So expand upon that. Like, What, what were some of the things that you noticed when you got into that space or as you progressed through it that... Uh, potentially people don't know about as they're watching it at home? 
Yeah, so I mean, there's a reason I'm not doing it now. You know, yes. we grew it to 170,000 subscribers. See how I just segued? Because that was my next question. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> not your first podcast. No way. No, it's actually the 67th. Shout out. Hey, uh, So, yeah, YouTube channel was growing like crazy. You know, we saw a lot of growth. But, you know, I came into the realm of videography and social media from a background of what do I want to make today? And no pressure to, like ever grow anything or hit any kind of numbers. Just like, if I have an idea, if I want to make something, then I will do it. And it comes out of this place of desire uh, from myself to make something. But when you get deep in the YouTube game, uh, as I was, you, it's so easy to get bogged down with like, all right, well, can our thumbnails be better? Can we ver- reverse engineer a viral video based on this title in this thumbnail, you know, and you know, this length of video, and you look at the analytics and you're looking at the click-through rate and you're split-testing thumbnails. You know, there's all this stuff you can get so bogged down in. And eventually you're like, I'm making videos based on this title. We want to have these words in the title, so I'm making a video about that. And it was just like, why am I doing this? Like, right. it, 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 uh, I was not feeling nearly as fulfilled as sure. I was when I first started. So it was less about you and what gave you strength as opposed to um, really what the audience was gravitating towards and trying to fulfill their needs. Exactly. Yeah, you said it way better. <laughs> that was great. Why don't I just give you a few paragraphs and then you just narrow it down to like one sentence for my answer. Yeah, it just felt a little bit like I we were pandering to an audience and we were just trying to capitalize on what they wanted rather than what we wanted, for which sure. is fine. I don't think it's like immoral by any means to do that. But it just, for me personally, it lacked fulfillment. And uh, so I did a hard shift from there. And uh, yeah, I just kind of quit YouTube one day to pursue this other project that yeah, is the epitome of like go. what I truly wanted to do. And I think it'll connect well with Fundamism. How did you first find out that I did this, by the way? You told me. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> you actually sent me a, uh, a video link via email, which uh, is I how mean, I had your information. Not just out it of the blue, a, though. No, we talked about, <laughs> actually, so how it really came up is I think that you doing what you do well. Uh, I asked you a few questions about what you do, and you told me about the YouTube and all that stuff. And then you asked me what I do, and I, I think I gave you a book, or I showed you the yeah, book, yeah, yeah. or whatever it may be. And uh, you were like, man, this really resonates with me because... Uh, okay, is that what uh, I was? I couldn't remember. We bought a limo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll make this real quick, and, and then we Why? can move on. But Well, I don't know. Just <laughs> probably sick of hearing me talk. Like, who's this guy with a pickle boy? Isn't, yeah. that, isn't that the whole point of a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Okay. Uh, anyway, so uh, from YouTube, myself and two friends had this dream for a long time. It was just like, when are we ever going to find the time to do this? And this dream was to take an epic road trip. Like what, what guy or anyone out there or Jane, you know, hasn't thought to themselves like, you know, I want to go to a big road trip with my friends. Go to Osawatomi. Oh, yeah, like you, you did. Osawatomi in the fall. Oh, it's so romantic. You got to see it. You got to stop there. So we wanted to go on this epic road trip and me being a videographer and a content creator at social media, I was like, I want to do this big for the sake of social media as well. So the plan was to go on a cross-country road trip, and then, okay, that's already sweet. What if we go to every state? Okay, now it's bigger. Okay, what if the car we were in was also pretty epic? Okay, limo. Now we're talking. Let's do that. And then what if the goal and the brand of it was also just enormous? And so we landed on the the title, Ellen, We Bought a Limo. And the point was we were going (laughs) to buy this limousine off of Craigslist in Maine, which we did, drive a limo through every state, all lower 48 states, and make these videos and try to end up in Los Angeles on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Seemed like a fun idea. And the Ellen aspect of it was almost somewhat more of a branding thing. Sure. You know, because I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. Like, I'm the biggest Ellen fan. I've seen every episode. You know, she's great. No, but but she picks you up and it ties 
directly together with her messaging, obviously, when you get more into the content of what it was about. Exactly. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's like me inviting Jake Triplett on the Fundamism <laughs> podcast. Makes too much sense not to do That's it. Right. <laughs> so we were, you know, we were very clear from the beginning, like whether or not we get on the Ellen show does not define whether or not this is a success. Like we are going to just try and just leave e- live each day with so much joy and just like passion in our hearts for making videos, for making other people's days. So typically our content was vlog style, just every day. All right, we're here. Let's make the most of it. But along the way, we created a GoFundMe account for our viewers to donate to. And then 100% of that money went to blessing people along the way. And because, you know, we're, we're living out of a limo. It's got Ellen Jenner's face slapped all over it. It draws some attention. We are sure. having very fun and organic conversations every day in a new city with people. We're like, what's going on here? And it was just very easy to meet strangers. And so along the way, we were able to bless some people in some really cool ways. Uh, we got connected with a guy in Oklahoma City who had recently been released from prison, who'd been wrongly accused of rape for like 44 years. And some DNA evidence just came out that he was uh, completely, you know, innocent. And But he was starting from scratch. And so we were able to give him a car with our Whoa. GoFundMe money. So stuff like that was really awesome. Just sure. these three kids, right. you know, vlogging across the country at a limo were able to do that. So it was super humbling and super fun to do that along the way. And also... I mean, we made some super dumb videos too. Yeah, but also some incredible like activities. That's what really resonated with me is it really correlated nicely to the fundamentalism concept of doing more things that give you strength and that make you smile. Because I, you know, people will argue with me uh, at times about getting out of their head or you know gravitating more towards the things that give you strength, whatever it may be, feeding their narrative of why something isn't going to work. But it is physically impossible, I believe. For you to be thinking of something that brings you down and makes you frown and frustrates you while the exact same time doing something or thinking about something that gives you an incredible amount of joy and makes you smile. Like I, I just yeah. don't think that those two things are, are synonymous with one another or even possible in the same breath. Yeah. So for you, like you were like, did you jump out of a plane? Like, was that a thing? <laughs> I, it was. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we had a crazy like 36 hours one day. It was so we would do these challenges, these self-imposed challenges every now and then just to give us some content, some structure to the videos when we were in, uh, and some days it was really silly. It was like, we're in Raleigh, North Carolina. By the end of today, we will find a turtle. And that was it. Just the whole video was like, we got to find a turtle somewhere. Yes. And then on other ends, we were in Nashville, you know, it's a home of, you know, country music. And we were like, we were going to throw is? a, I think so. Okay. So now, now I'm a little nervous about it. <laughs> Edit that in post if it's untrue. Uh, it, we threw a concert on top of our limo. So our limo was the stage and we got like these real like Nashville artists to come and, you know, perform. And it's like this really, you know, this challenge of really epic proportions. Right. You know, limo Palooza is what it was yes. called. Yes. Yeah, it was That's awesome. amazing. So how did it, what ended up happening with it? Uh, sorry, I didn't even answer your question. So uh, real quick, <laughs> one day, yeah, we did jump out of a plane. This uh, BMX legend, Matt Hoffman, he has like yes! multiple X Games, like uh, gold medals. Yeah. Which is like, hey, my nephew watches your videos. Uh, I think you guys are really great. Uh, we were like, that's awesome. Do you want to jump your... Uh, jump over our limo with your bike for like a video. He's like, ah, this is verbatim what he said in a text. My back is kind of killing me. Would you guys rather go skydiving? I was like, well, you psycho. But yes. So anyway, first time skydiving, we got to do it with uh, Matt Hoffman. Have you been since? I went bungee jumping since, but not skydiving. That's the only time I've ever been. So, Have you ever been skydiving? Man. um, Sorry I brought it up if you haven't. No, it's just one of those things (laughs) because I'm, I'm so about doing things like one of the, one of the core fundamentals for me is stretching yourself. Yeah. Like if you think about everything that you've ever um, 
loved in this world, minus the things that we are born to love, there was a time where you weren't sure. You, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, you hadn't tried them, so you didn't know. Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes. They look a little funny at first. They do, a little right? Goopy. But then you taste them and you're like, ugh. Oh, grandma. And then you gra- gravy? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Come on. Green bean casserole, yay or nay? No, no, I've not learned to love that yet. Really? I'm only 28. I'll get there. <laughs> Have you tried it? Yeah, it's okay. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so, but all that to say that um, I will do things, I'll try things, but if I don't like them, I know what I don't like. I don't like the feeling of being on a roller coaster. Oh, really? I, I tried it. Okay, now you could say confidently. And now I can honestly say I didn't like it. And, and here's what it boils down to. Like if you've ever... Um, if you ever been driving uh, yes. down a down a road like in Osawatomie late at night, <laughs> sure, and you don't you don't know that a hill's coming and the bottom drops, oh, yeah. and you got that feeling that I love that. I hate it. <laughs> See, I don't like that feeling. And truth be told, I'm gonna be really honest with you. What really comes to my like, I feel like I'm gonna pee myself. Really, and I don't like that feeling. Yeah, I don't feel, blame you for feels not like I'm wanting out, that. Yes, out of control. But all that to say that I don't like that feeling. So. For somebody to say, hop on this roller coaster, come on, you're all about fun. I'm like, yeah, but I've done it. I don't like that feeling. I liken that same feeling to jumping out of a plane or bungee jumping. It's the same, it's different, but that feeling of, oh, like, yeah. I don't like that. That's fair. Yeah, you, you might wet yourself if you do either yeah, of those activities. I agree. So. But I'm cool. Like, if I wet myself and you see it, I don't care what you think of yeah. me. Like, if, if peeing in your pants is cool, then call me Miles Davis. Am <laughs> Billy I Madison. right? <laughs> Let's go. Love it. So, uh, so, Matt Hoffman, you jump out of a plane. This whole thing ends. Did you make it to, to Los Angeles? Yeah. So, somewhat, we had some, I mean, we bought this limo for $2,000 off Craigslist. So, it was not in great shape. We had some setbacks along the way, but somehow made it to Los Angeles. And long story short, yeah, ended up on the Ellen show. You really did? Yeah. Not quite as like guests. We were not on the couch with her because we were kind of like a last minute, like day of change to her schedule. Basically, she took out 60 seconds of her opening monologue and put us in there. And so we were like in the green room next to her. So there was like video footage of us. We got on the Jumbotron and she just kind of spoke about our project and our show and everything for like 60 seconds. So That's really cool, It was really fun. Yeah. What What I like about that is the fact that you guys set forth a goal and made it happen. Oh, yeah. It was, I mean, unbelievable what I felt that day. Yeah, I bet. Just like, yeah, going for this, quitting this YouTube channel, going for this dream, this, you know, kind of silly dream when you're an adult to do that, but then having it fulfilled and having so much fun. It was the best 80 days of my life. And then the gigantic cherry on top, getting on The Ellen Show, which is such a big validation towards, you know, truly asking yourself, what do I want to do? Right. How do I want to fill my days? And then doing it. Yes. Felt amazing. So then... So that's like that's that's something that a lot of people think about yeah. or dream about, um, and either don't know how to make it happen, or um, are, are feel f- fearful of even even taking the step, right? Or yeah. they start doubting themselves and say, "Oh, but that would never." Yeah. So you did it, like you set a goal, you made it, you peaked. Yeah. Then what? <laughs> like, what do you do now that you've accomplished? 170,000 YouTube followers. You gave all that up to uh, travel the 48, the continental United States, get on the Ellen show. That's done. Now what? For like three days, I felt invincible. I was like, (laughs) I can do anything. I'm going to go play pickleball. Uh, You know, but then that wears off. And so what I did is, so I was living in Dallas when I was tubing. 
and then living in a, a limo for like three months, obviously. But after that, I moved back to Kansas City and started working with an influencer here in town named Trey Kennedy. So just kind of started. He's a kind of Instagram comedian. Probably a million like, plus Instagram followers I saw. Yeah, I think three million on Facebook, two on Instagram. So big following, big time influencer. Yes. And he does comedy content. So I just kind of started as like videographer and editor and for the first like six, seven months. And then more recently, I've been brought on more full-time to be a writer, uh, among other things, and just kind of be full-time, you know, as a part of the Trey Kennedy brand. That's phenomenal. And writing and performing with him. So it's been really fun. And I am, I'm very, very happy with where I ended up and extremely thankful. Sure. So he hails from Kansas City as well? Originally from Oklahoma, but yes, he's been living here for a couple of years now. Okay. And so comedy content. Uh, if you haven't checked out Trey Kennedy, go to his Instagram page. Do you know what it is off the top of your head? Trey in Kennedy. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> but man, I, I've been watching a couple of his videos. Super funny. Does a lot of impressions. Yeah, he's great. The Southerner in New York City. Sure. Um, you know, it, him and his wife. Is he married? Uh, fiance. Fiance, yeah. yeah. They did this little Halloween deal. Uh, yeah, brand deal for a progressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, man, I love stuff like that. Yeah. And that is the epitome of fundamentalism. And the fact that you are helping uh, other people create um, is, is really impactful. Yeah, uh, it's been fun. What about your stuff, though? Like, do you have any desire to create your own content anymore? A little bit. I mean, because a lot of people ask me that when I first started. Like, are you okay? Like, you were in front of the camera. You know, now you're behind it. And I really was. I don't think I was lying to myself. I was like, I'm still totally content, like, just knowing in my in my heart that I am contributing to this is enough for the most part. And then again, I will say like, there, why not put out content? You sure. know, even if you are content with where you're at. Uh, so yeah, more recently I've been trying to put out some videos on my own Instagram. Uh, you know, I have a podcast that I'm trying to grow as well. So you're not trying; it's working. I saw you have like seventeen thousand uh, followers on Instagram on that particular. That's just that right? me personally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I did. I, well, I thought you were saying yeah. the podcast. I'm like, no, the podcast does not have seventeen thousand followers. That would be wild. Uh, so yeah, trying to put some stuff out there as I've, you know, because I was when I was just a videographer for Trey. I was also freelancing as a videographer. So being full time with him has allowed me the freedom and the creativity to kind of explore stuff for my own personal brand as well. Sure, so. for sure. So then, um, in related in relation to your podcast, what is it? What's the content about? I see that you got a buddy that you do it with. What do you talk about? It is super free-flowing and off-the-cuff. It's very improvised and very quick. I'm finding myself trying not to interrupt you because that's kind of how we do it on our podcast, where it's just like... I want that, very dude. Quick. I yeah. want, that, that's the thing about this. People ask me, what's the expectation? I have no expectation. I want it to be as informal and authentic as possible. Matter of fact, I long for the day where all of a sudden some guy or gal comes up here and we just start bagging on each other and we just start riffing and you say something and then I carry yeah, it. That's great. I love that stuff. But I think oftentimes because people see this fundamentalism brand, they think that it has to be, you know, specific business oriented, Centered whatever towards, it may be. Yeah. It just, it just so happens to lend itself to that. Yeah. I want it to be whatever it's supposed to be. Yeah. Which is whatever it happens to, to be creative, right? Exactly. And this, this guy is just like my best friend. So it started at, you know, I think if you're a white guy in your 20s, you have to start a podcast. Oh, I think for that's sure. a rule for now. For sure, yeah. So we did that truly out of I just, started in my 30s, but no big deal. Oh, congrats, dude. <laughs> and so it was just like, hey, let's what just... What is this? What is the <laughs> microphone thing? <laughs> it was just started just for fun. And uh, it's been cool to see, yeah, strangers who, you know, really enjoy it. And it's growing and growing. And we quote The Office a lot. People seem to love that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's Imagine a lot Imagine Dragons. Oh, yeah, you saw that clip? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I follow, dude, I'm a fan. I follow you. I appreciate you. that. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Um, so, 
Now that you're doing uh, primarily full-time work with Trey Kennedy, uh, where does that leave you with folks that want to potentially, you know, look into your services? Not an option anymore? My, like, videography yeah. services? I'm still available. Like writing? For the, like, yeah, yeah. Collabos? Yeah. I mean, I can't help but look at you and selfishly think, dude, there's so many man-on-the-street things and fun yeah. stuff that we could be doing. Um, so I'm just putting it out there into the universe specifically so everybody can hear it right now <laughs> yeah. and forcing you to think about that as a viable option moving forward. Yeah, no, I still got some time. I just like I feel as though he just rolled his eyes at me. Larry, did you feel no, that I, vibe? Did you feel it? I have a bad He's not habit. even paying attention, and, he's, and he felt it too. <laughs> he's I got so- a bad back. <laughs> See, the thing is this. My roommate, his feet bleed, and uh, they get pretty ripe. Do you know what that reference is <laughs> No, from? I'm sorry. It's a movie called Dirty Work. Oh. Uh, with Norm MacDonald. Sounds like there's some uh, tramp parks nope. in that movie, maybe. Dude, this movie is phenomenal. Do yourself a favor and go check it out. Yes, sir. Uh, Norm MacDonald, he creates a revenge for hire business. Okay. And Chris Farley is one of the, oh. the key. And Artie, uh, Artie Lang. Okay. Dude, it, it goes hard. Okay. But uh, it's a funny movie. You okay, check I trust it you. Out. I trust yeah, you. Yeah. So, all right. Last thing. You got individuals out here that are trying to grow their their coaching brand, their uh, podcast following, their um, personal training, whatever, their Amway, whatever they're into, yeah. right? Well, Arbon, all mm. this stuff, right? Everybody's trying to grow their their social media following. What like couple of tips could you potentially give some of our listeners? Says start here. Yeah. So. As an Arbon rep, uh, if any of you guys out there want to be in my downline, uh, no, <laughs> that would be great if I just totally just you know take over this for my. MLM. It would be amazing. That would be awful. That would be fundamental. <laughs> so my tips would be, you know, I've been in social media for a while now and as a videographer. A lot of people will tell me things like, you know, love what you're doing, like you're so creative, and I get that. I get why they say that, but I know myself. I know my brain. I am so analytical and logical. Like I was. I uh, thought I was going to be a math major and an engineer in college. Like, so knowing that, I could tell you, like, don't let your lack of what you think your creativity is bog you down. I think mm-hmm. I hear that from a lot of people. I'm just not as creative as you. I don't know how to do that. I'm telling you, every idea I come from, I, every idea I have comes from a very logical standpoint. Where I, so for you out there, if you want to, you know, grow something, he's, I would. He's whispering directly into your ear. <laughs> hey, you, specifically, you know, in the gray sweatpants right now. I'm talking to you. Uh, I love it in Bruce Almighty when he's getting the, uh, the like the voicemail and he's like, "Are you upset with your job? Is your life not going great? Is your name Bruce?" Yeah. He's like, "Oh man, I just it's start really calling specific. people up, right. Stephanie, and you're you, you know, know exactly who I'm talking to, Wayne." <laughs> so basically, well, I like asked my saying Wayne, am I right? <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Seriously, look into that though, Wayne. It's a problem. Your friends are worried about you. Uh, you know, I ask myself a lot, and I think you should ask. Be honest with yourself. Like what? the area I want to grow in and grow a following in, what are people not doing? What could I be doing that I haven't seen before? And, you know, then that idea is probably creative. But anyway, a lot of the the comedy I come up with, it's from observing patterns and it's from observing logical trends. So I think you can take, if you are a super creative person, then use that. If you're a super logical person, you can use that. It doesn't take a certain type of person to be creative online or to grow a following online. Like cater to whatever your strengths are. Yeah. Go take one of those personality tests that's really trendy right now. And Heck yeah. Yeah. It's out. super trendy. Matter of fact, if you haven't taken one, swoop up the Fundamism book, Connecting to Life Through Fun, because there's one in there. Let's go, baby. I didn't yeah. even know that. See, Perfect see that set. connection? Um, 
So what's interesting about what you just said is I, I think that you could learn a lot from personal experience and being present and observation. Yeah. And so uh, I, I'm actually intrigued to hear what's next for you. You had mentioned via text message that you do a couple speaking engagements and then came on here and said you're doing one tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, you gave me some false humility and built me up a little bit, which was awesome. <laughs> but uh, I knew what you were doing, Jake. Uh, but nevertheless, what's interesting where I've seen my skill set improve is by tuning into stand-up comedy. Nice. And, and not just listening to the punchlines. Oftentimes, I don't care about the punchlines. I care about their delivery style and their cadences. And That's how they where interact. it's fascinating. Yeah, oh yeah. my gosh, dude. Like just watching people talk and uh, and action them, looking at them in the real life. Like uh, it's kind of like a, um, who's the who's the old guy that, that passed away uh, by taking a stingray to the chest? Oh, Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Crikey. Yeah, crikey. Let's check out this Australian spider and its natural habitat, right? He had a cadence and it was he, awesome. Yes, he did. But so the point that I'm making though is um, in the natural habitat of individuals, if you're present, you're deliberate in what you're looking for, you could see a lot of things, especially when it comes to uh, YouTube or influencers or stand-up comedians or you know actors and actresses, whatever. If you're paying attention, you could pick up on things. Oh, yeah. And I think I, you can reverse engineer anything. Oh, yeah. Man, circling back around, you're really good at this thing. <laughs> So, uh, so for you specifically, tell me a little bit more about your speaking um, platform. What do you speak on? What are you speaking on tomorrow? How did that come about? I mean, it's very lucky. It, okay. I, I do it very Here rarely. It goes. False humility. You guys hear this? But this is how to get people to like you. Oh, shucks. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't speak very often at all. Like tomorrow is just a high school career fair. Okay. So I think I'm going in there as just like the token young guy who's going to talk to talk about YouTube and tell them all why they should not try to be YouTubers probably. Okay. But typically if I'm getting hired to speak at something, it's typically kind of a, yeah, just your typical motivational talk about, and I kind of explain my journey of quitting YouTube, especially if I'm speaking to kids, like this is, you know, 80% of them, this is what they want to do for a living. Right. And then I get to share it with them that I quit that to pursue this other thing because I wanted to do it. And then it's kind of this charge of what do you want to do? So love it. Hell yeah. Um, last question. In your journey, you've seen a lot of things. You've interacted with a lot of people. You've connected with other YouTube stars. Uh, you, you're with influencers. You do all these amazing things. What is one of the most memorable uh, activities or interactions that you ever had in your journey? Oh, wow. Um, Typically, so, it's the one that comes first to your mind. Let's go with that one. <laughs> I thought of one. So back in... Summer of 2017, it was, I was fortunate enough to collab with Logan Paul twice. Yes. And this was like when he was box? in- Not that I know of. No. <laughs> no, yeah, no, we did not box. Uh, did you watch the fight, by the way? I did. Did he win again? Uh, he lost. Oh, so now it's the rubber match. Yeah. Right? Basically. Because he won the first one? They had a draw the first time, oh. and then he lost. But he's appealing it. Whatever. Yeah. This is not the deal. boxing yeah. hour. Logan Paul was in his heyday. He was like could, the biggest why vlogger. Why could it be, though? Uh, all right. Hey, ding, ding. All right. Round one. All right. So we're talking left jabs today, guys. Left what jabs, do we think? Left just jabs. Just straight out right in front of you. Dip and dodge. Yeah, dip and dodge. Don't be scared. Dip, dip, dodge. Dip, dip, dodge. No, what no, is it? I don't it? think it's dip. Duck, dodge. Dip's in there. There's five of them, right? And, but two of them are dodge. True. I can't believe I don't remember this. I'm going to think of it as soon as Logan I'm Paul, huge vlogger. Okay. Yeah. So he was at the peak of his vlogging career. And so getting to collab with him was an amazing opportunity, but also just getting to see how he worked and how he lived his day was the most fascinating part. Because I think 
when I was more just getting into social media, I had this idea like, oh, any of these like old Vine stars, they, they blew up on Vine and now they just got it made. Like they're just set for the rest of their life. They're going to have a following forever. But then seeing how Logan Paul lived his life was like, okay, there's a reason he is the biggest vlogger in the world. Like this dude works like crazy. I, I mean, he was saying. constantly doing something. Uh, like going in the woods in China and <laughs> videoing dead bodies. Wasn't going to go there. That was before that. Yeah, it used to be a lot cooler to say I collab with Logan Paul. Now <laughs> it's like uh, a little bit of a scarlet letter around it. But it was fascinating. And, and I came away with a lot of respect for him. Not in respect to where I would like, want him dating my sister, sure. but in a respect of like, wow, there's a reason he is so successful in that. In a matter of 10 minutes, he is calling these hotels at the place he's going to be traveling to and asking them to check their Wi-Fi speed for, you know, to get his vlog up that day. And then he's FaceTiming this music producer, giving them feedback on this music video they shot for this band he mentors. And then we're filming, and then he's sending these emails, and he's just slamming his laptop shut And when he films, or when he gets done sending an email, because he's just, he's on all the time. So things like that left a big impression on what it takes and the, the hard work that comes with being at the top. Sure. Well, hey, man, uh, everything you just said about Logan Paul, I could say about you. Uh, I have a million takeaways from this particular podcast. So greatly appreciate you coming on and sharing your journey, not knowing what to expect. A couple of takeaways that I had specifically, obviously, you know, be authentic. There's a lot of people that are on social media that are trying to fill a void. Um, And not just for others, they're trying to fill a void in themselves. And so oftentimes you present yourself to be somebody that you're not. And then when you're out in, you know, your natural habitat, Steve Irwin. Crikey. The crikey. Then ultimately people are surprised or disappointed. Uh, the reason why you and I connected is because you're the same person on your YouTube channel as you are on this podcast, as you are the first time that we ever met. And yeah. that's very, very admirable and not as common as as uh, it should be. Um, well, I addition, appreciate that. Yeah, you Thank bet, you. man. Uh, obviously, we greatly appreciate the tips for growing social media. Um, if anybody wants to connect with you or, or follow your particular podcast uh, or you personally, where could they go? I appreciate that. Um, you can find my podcast. It's called Ghost Runners, one word, anywhere where podcasts are sold. And uh, on social media, I'm Triplet Jake, last name, first name. You can also uh, follow me uh, around town. I live in Kansas City. True. I like Chick-fil-A. Yes. I'm probably there. And three days a week. And you'll probably catch him doing future work with Fundamism and uh, the host, Paul J. Long. Hey, oh, see what I just did there? (laughs) Hey, Jake, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I wish you the best. Oh, last question, because it just piqued my interest. Significance of Ghost Runners. It was so the guy I do the podcast with, I was like, I want to do this podcast with you. Let's talk titles. And he's like, Back in fourth grade, I wanted to have this band with my friends called Ghost Runners on Second, kind of like a baseball thing. Oh, you know, when you yes. play like wiffle ball and you're like, oh, all right, we got a Ghost Runner on Second, two outs. And so I was like, I kind of like that, Ghost Runner. But I, I thought Ghost Runner on Second seemed a little too baseball y. So we just settled for Ghost Runners. Dude, I don't think anybody would get that reference unless you played back in middle school. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of cool. Phenomenal title. I love it. People think it's a spooky podcast. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, not about ghosts. <laughs> Hey, man, thanks for being on. As always, guys, we greatly encourage you to go out and create some fun in your day. Uh, But hopefully you'll be inspired to go out and create some fun in the lives of others as well. We greatly appreciate you tuning in. Uh, It's not lost upon me. If I say this a million more times, it will not be enough that we would not be where we are today if it wasn't for you, our listeners. So thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, Go to pauljlong.com or fundamism.com to learn more. Have an absolutely amazingly fun day and deuces. 